Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast with me, your host, Dr. Morgan Anderson, clinical psychologist, relationship coach, love expert, creator of the ESL relationship method, and athletic wear connoisseur. My mission is to help you raise your self-worth, have great relationships, and step confidently into the next level of your life. Each week, two episodes will air featuring expert advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract great relationships. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. So buckle up and let's get vulnerable. I have great news. I want to let you know the ESL program is open for application. I have helped hundreds of women inside of this program move towards secure attachment and learn how to attract their soulmate partnership. I'm not telling you this to brag. I really want you to know that I know exactly where you are at right now, and I know how to get you to where you want to go. Right now, you might be investing in relationships that seem like they go nowhere, might be completely frustrated with the dating scene. You may be experiencing low self-worth, anxious attachment, or avoidant attachment, and you may just want to give up altogether on ever attracting that healthy relationship that you know deep down you do deserve. And if where you want to go is, hey, you want to be able to date confidently You want to show up as that securely attached version of you with high self-worth who takes care of herself and the person who can also attract and maintain that healthy, great relationship. If that's where you want to be and you're not sure how to get there, I want you to know I can help you. The ESL program is a proven framework. We've helped hundreds of women And right now, when you join, you get access to a very special offer that I'm not sure we'll ever do again. You will get a bonus month in the program. So that's extra time to ensure that you get to exactly where you want to be. So if you're ready to get off the dating roller coaster for good and move to that securely attached woman I want to personally invite you to apply now to the ESL program. The link to apply is in my Instagram bio, and it's also in the show notes. I can't wait to see you inside of the program. It's your host, Dr. Morgan, and I have a very special episode today. I've actually never done an episode like this before. I I don't know if you know this about me or not, but... I love attachment theory. Just kidding. I know you know that. And <laughs> the wh- the reason why I love attachment theory is because it was the thing that finally helped me understand myself in relationships. And it provided a framework for understanding others. And it also allowed me to know that there was other ways of being in relationships. 
So for all of you who are listening, you may know very little about attachment theory. You may know quite a bit. But what I want you to know is it is a powerful framework that when you take time to understand it, it helps you learn how to show up differently and how to really understand your partners and have empathy for your partners and for what they need. I spend a lot of time on the podcast talking about how to understand the different styles and what to do if you're anxiously attached and what to do if you have avoidant attachment and disorganized, etc. What I don't spend enough time talking about is secure attachment, that attachment style that we're all working towards, that all of us, regardless of our past, have the ability to embody. We can all embody the securely attached partner. And I want to I wanna talk about that today. But before I do, before I do, I wanted to read from you, I, I wanted to read to you part of an article that I was reading. And I will cite this at the end. But I think I think this is really, really important. So I'm going to go ahead and read you this part here, and then we'll discuss it. All right, bear with me. This is a scientific article because I do keep up on all the latest research on attachment theory. I see that as my obligation to be a thought leader in this space and in the relationship space. I have to stay up on the research. So this is from a research article. Like I said, I will cite it and then we'll discuss it. But if if it's a little hard to understand, don't worry. I'm going to talk about it after. So begin, quote, Hazan and Zefman 1999 suggest that the primary evolutionary function of secure attachment in adult relationships is to increase the likelihood of stable and enduring pair bonds so that mates can provide better mutual support. Pair bonding is thus believed to enhance the reproductive fitness of both parents and their offspring. Adult mating strategies are in fact related to the pair bond status of one's parents with father absence and greater marital discord in the family of origin predicting earlier sexual maturation short-term mating strategies in adulthood and less stable marriages Children who have more pair-bonded parents by comparison should adopt long-term mating strategies and emphasize quality rather than quantity of investment when they have their own children. More pair-bonded partners should also contribute to their own reproductive success by providing one another with greater support, which tends to be associated with better long-term physical and mental health and more regular ovulation patterns. Partially in response to this model, Kirkpatrick 
claims that adult attachment styles evolved to enhance reproductive fitness in light of early childhood experiences, but he questions whether security and protection are the primary functions of adult attachment. Instead, Kirkpatrick suggests that components of the caregiving system, example, love, may have been co-opted during evolutionary history to cement romantic pair bonds in adulthood and that similar to other models, adult attachment styles primarily reflect evolved reproductive strategies. You're like, okay, end quote. You're like, all right, whoa, what are we talking about? Basically, when when we're reading this, this research that, by the way, I mean, people always talk about Mary Ainsworth and John Bowlby, and they they did um, create attachment theory. They, they were the founders of it. However, it can go all the way back to Darwin's research and thinking about evolution and the need for security in our relationships. Anyways, there's this data and research on attachment theory that has been building for forever, and it has continued. It's not as though John Bowlby and Mary Ainsworth have the um, last say. There's all this ongoing research. So what I love about this is since we've been able to understand, yes, attachment styles develop in childhood, there's also mounting evidence that they develop in childhood, but they also become cemented and further develop throughout the lifespan. So this research is really talking about how, yes, if you had the models of parents who were securely attached of a stable parental bond, and that was your model, And if you were also receiving secure attachment from your caregivers, you are internalizing that and you're learning how to show up that way, right? Um, That you will ultimately have those types of pair bonds in your life. So the point is, if you're growing up in secure attachment and you're seeing those models, you will take that with you and you will show up that way in your adult romantic relationships, right? We know this, and and research is pointing to all kinds of different reasons, and thank goodness we're moving away from only evolutionary psychology, so we know there's more reasons besides you're going to have babies together. We know that there's reasons like support, better mental and physical health, emotional health, love, someone to build and grow with, right? There's all of these pieces of the pie in terms of why secure attachment is important. And research is starting to really back up those reasons more and more instead of saying, well, oh, it's just so you can have babies and have a stable family because it's beyond that. And we know that. I want to read you another part of this article and then I will talk to you about it. All right, begin, quote, consequently, adult attachment styles may be mechanisms for choosing the best mating strategy. 
Given the nature of early childhood experiences and the quality of early parental investment, okay, individuals who receive consistently sensitive and responsive parenting should develop secure working models and thus should adopt long-term committed mating strategies. These individuals also should develop greater trust and intimacy in their relationships and should fall in love rather easily with partners who tend to have higher mate value, which they do. All right, I'm going to continue, but I will talk about this, what I just said. All right, more avoidantly attached individuals, in contrast, should Oh gosh, I need my glasses, y'all. Okay, more avoidantly attached individuals, in contrast, should be involved in less committed relationships, should pursue short-term mating strategies, and should have more unrestricted social-sexual orientations, which they do. It goes on to say, and more... Anxious, ambivalent persons should desire and want to pursue long-term mating strategies. However, their strong desire to be attractive to and to merge with their romantic partners may result in short-term sexual relationships in which they eventually drive partners away. For these reasons, Kirkpatrick believes that features of the caregiving system, especially love operating as a commitment device, could have been co-opted to bind and stabilize long-term romantic pair bonds. All right, y'all. Woo. Did you stay with me through that? Were, were you with me? <laughs> so... There's so much there. And, and here's what I love. I love when I do a lot of my own research. I'm constantly reading articles, books, et cetera. And I'm hearing from my clients all the time. So I love when everything's matching up. And I can tell you this, everything that that article is saying matches up with what I know to be true. And one of the things that I want to emphasize is this is a new science that, that I teach in the ESL program. And, and I don't talk about this enough, but the idea that you can change your attachment style, that you can move towards secure attachment regardless of what your parental models were, that is one of the things that completely sets me apart from anybody else in the coaching space, from other psychologists, because there are still these ideas that, okay, no matter what you do, you're always going to have, you're always going to be anxiously attached. You're always going to be avoidantly attached. And there's a lot of labeling that goes on in the attachment theory world of, oh, they're, they're avoidant, they're anxious, what, whatever. Whereas 
I know deep in my bones from my own experience, from all my work with clients, that you can move towards secure attachment regardless of your early childhood experiences, your romantic past, and um, regardless of your past relationships and how, how they've been. So that idea that the attachment style that you developed, like let's take that anxious attachment style as an example. It's the model that you learned that you needed to have because anxious attachment will develop out of childhood neglect, right? And learning that you know, you're needing to join and you're needing to merge with your partner and and you want that um, closeness, knowing that that strategy, that way of being actually gives you the opposite outcome of what you desire, right? And then thinking about avoidant attachment and how that person is learning, well, hey, little investment, quantity over quality. That was interesting how they talked about that in the article, right? Quantity over quality, the the avoidant attachment person, and they want little investment. And this came from early childhood experiences of, okay, if I'm close to a parent, they're not going to hear my needs. Likely they'll be cold. They'll be criticizing. It came from in order to survive, I need to be independent. Closeness is terrifying to me, right? So the avoidantly attached person is never um, able to really feel safe when there's real intimacy. So so we have these different ways of being. We have these different attachment styles. They develop out of these early childhood experiences. They, they later become um, cemented, if you will, or confirmed with experiences throughout your life in relationships. And the thing to realize is as children... You did not have an option about the kinds of relationships that you were in. You are dependent on your caregivers. So you had no decision in, oh, yeah, you know, I think I'd really like to develop an anxious attachment style. That sounds really great. There was no informed consent You're born into the family that you're born into. And then you take those models, you develop those ways of being. Um, And what this research is saying is that you'll take those models and you're applying it to your, your mating strategies. And this is where I come in and I say, guess what? You can learn a different way of being. You can become securely attached no matter what your past has been. You can move towards secure attachment. 
And to be clear, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that you will 100% of the time be in secure attachment. I am saying that you can learn how to embody it and rewire your brain so that you're able to use secure attachment strategies in dating and you're able to choose a partner who's willing to co-create a securely attached relationship. So while some people who are born into families with secure attachment, who their parents are tuned into their needs and they're responsive and the people have all the space in the world to express how they feel and they have a model of securely attached parents, people who are born into those environments will go into their dating life with securely attached strategies on autopilot on autopilot, that's just what they know, right? Um, But just because it's that way for about 30 to 40% of the population does not mean that it can't be that way for you. You can move to secure attachment. And like I said at the beginning, I want to talk a little bit about secure attachment and and just what that means and how does that, what does that even look like, right? Like if you haven't had it, how do you know what it looks like? So I do want to get into that. Before I get into that, let me just quote this article. So it is Attachment Theory with a Modern Evolutionary Framework. It is by Jeffrey A. Simpson and Jay Belsky. Let me know if you want further citation. Um, but yeah, let's talk about secure attachment. So so obviously, this is what I do inside of the ESL program. I help people move towards secure attachment, and we go much more in depth. And it's not something you can do very easily on your own, whether it's with me or with someone else. You really do need support when when you're doing it. But let's just talk about what does it mean to be securely attached? For those of you who maybe have never experienced it, you didn't have it growing up, you haven't had it in your romantic relationships, you're like, what does it even look like? So there's a few solid things. If I'm securely attached, I have an ability to identify my emotions. I have strong empathy for others. I am able to identify my emotions and self-soothe and regulate my emotions. I have high self-worth, meaning I value myself, I value my needs, I value my boundaries. I know that I am worthy. I feel comfortable being close to others, and I value closeness with others. I experience what's called interdependence, which is the idea that, hey, I can rely on myself to take care of myself, and I can rely on other people 
Okay. And then if I'm thinking about secure attachment and how I'm showing up for my partner, I would say I am able to offer reassurance to my partner when they need it. I am able to set boundaries with them in a way that it assures them that I'm that I'm still invested in the relationship and I have a boundary. Um I'm able to comfort my partner when they need support. I'm able to have emotional capacity to comfort my partner. I'm able to deepen my intimacy with my partner and hold space for they the hold space for them to be able to be vulnerable with me and I'm comfortable with their vulnerability. I'm able to navigate conflict with my partner, knowing that conflict is part of every relationship and that if we have conflict, that does not mean the relationship is ending, right? So these are all the things, and and this list could go on and on and on, right? But these are ways of being in a relationship where you're embodying secure attachment. And there's so many things that I do inside of the ESL program that help you get to this place. Some of those things include releasing your past. Because if we're holding on, just as that article was talking about, if you're holding on to those old models, those old ways of being, you will carry them with you into your current relationships, right? So fully releasing the past, there's a rewiring of your belief system, ensuring that you have the beliefs that will support you in attracting and maintaining a healthy relationship. That one is huge. I also teach you how to embody the securely attached version of you. And we outline in detail who is the securely attached version of you what does she think what how does she act what does she do how does she show up etc um other ways that we do this is in internal reparenting work being able to reparent yourself so that you can give yourself the support that that you needed as a child and that will help you move towards secure attachment. There's so many other things I could talk about. And obviously, I know this episode is going super long, but I want you all to know this key thing that your ways of being early on in your life do not have to determine your current or future relationships. You can change. As a child, you did not have a say about the kinds of relationship dynamics you had in your life. You did not have a say. It was not up to you. As an adult, you can intentionally choose what you want and do the work to move yourself to that way of being. And I truly believe at my core that every single person deserves to move to that place 
of secure attachment in relationships so that you can have all of the energy, all of the joy, all of the happiness in your life that comes with that. Their articles are talking about better mental health, better physical health, um, even in so far as to say better, better careers, better financial success, all of the ways that the secure attachment, when you have that in your relationship, all the ways that it improves your life, it's, it's hard to even understand fully because it's, it's so, so impactful. So I believe everybody deserves to have that base because the way we connect with people is so incredibly important. Our, our relationships and the quality of our relationships is arguably the most important thing in our lives. And when we have that securely attached base, it allows us to go out into the world, to be confident, to follow whatever it is that we feel called to do, and to show up in our highest self-worth and as our best selves. And I believe that everyone is deserving of that. So let me know what you thought about this episode. Hopefully you appreciated a little bit of a deeper dive there and going into the research journal and kind of nerding out on attachment theory with me. Um, And hopefully you appreciated talking about secure attachment and what it means to be the securely attached partner, what it feels like to receive it, and what it means to show up as that securely attached version of you. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you as a listener, and I really hope this podcast adds value to your life and that it's helping you in some way. Feel free to DM me on Instagram if you liked this episode. Like I said, I haven't done one like this before. So send me a DM. Let me know if you liked this format where I'm bringing in research. Um, I would love to hear from you. All right, y'all. I appreciate you. And of course, as always, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. I'll talk to you soon. You guys, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. The best way that you can thank me is by sharing this episode on Instagram, Facebook, and making sure that you tag me at Dr. Morgan Coaching. And it would really mean the world to me if you took just two minutes to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. This podcast is not free to produce, And the more that you help this little show grow, the more people will have access to this valuable information. So until next time, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. Thank you for being part of this community.